I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Join the think tank. That's the podcast. Harrys.com forward slash think tank. That's where you go to support the podcast. Because Harrys are bringing this episode of the podcast. Wow, you know? the, the shaving people. Yeah, they're the people who um, do the shavers for you. They mm-hmm. send them to your house. Save, save you time, effort, trouble, worry. Absolutely. I, you know? I've, I've stopped worrying since... Exactly. You, know, yeah. you barely react to the world around you anymore. Yeah, now I've become an, an emotionless uh, nub. Yeah, a nub. That's what I, yeah. I think of you. Yeah, mm. an unfeeling nub. And, um, mm-hmm. and you could be an unfeeling nub. And a smooth, unfeeling nub mm-hmm. uh, with harrys.com forward slash think tank. We're going to tell you more about them later on in the program. Much this is later. a program, by the way. Today's a program. We're doing a program today. Yeah. The whole thing's been programmed. Right? Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I had a word to the guys in programming. Good. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five Five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Tremblay Birchall. It is uh, Krabby and the Wink. That's who we are. (laughs) On the program is Krabby and the Wink. Uh, So Krabby. Oh, I thought you're you're Krabby. Yeah, no, I know. I know, I'm talking to myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the Wink. Krabby talks to himself, you know. (laughs) Krabby, me. Because the wink isn't always here. That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's bloody, it's bloody good to have you uh, tuning in. You to know, this ch- tuning in your lug holes. You know. Yeah, get those lug holes in here. Yeah, yeah. What, you know what I love? What's that? I love people who talk to about the the mouth as your laughing gear. You know. Yeah. Because I, that, you know what that says to me? That says to me that's somebody who regards the primary purpose of life as enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, you know. We're not. It's not. It's not. It's not your e- eating hole. Sure. You know. It's not your chew tube. Mm. Chew yeah. tube. Your chew tube. No, it's your laughing gear. That's right. I'm here to have a good time. Unless they don't eat through, through their mouth. I see. You know, and so maybe they people who have one of those tubes that goes directly into their stomach. Yeah. Or possibly down their nose. Or those people who get you know like vitamins through, in injections there. Mm-hmm. What's that thing? A big bag of water? Uh, IV. Get IV. Get all your vitamins through an IV. Mm. Yeah, straight into the vein. Because you could get it. You know those those baseball caps mm. with the two beers on them, and you drink mm. like that. You could just have two bags of IV liquid up there, mm-hmm. and then instead of the tube going into your mouth, <laughs> tube goes into your vein. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. This is when patients in intensive care mm-hmm. want to show that they have a good time at the pu- at the uh, watching the footy that's right so you can't you can't leave the ward obviously no but you can uh, you can still uh, have a you know have a damn good time Alistair's standing up I'm going to comment this comment com- commentate on this Alistair's standing up to get the pad he forgot to get the pad now he's looking around the room for a pen he's looking he's casting about there's a pen over there on, on the table he's reaching the extent of his microphone cord he's found the pen 
It's going back to the table. Oh, what a, what a, what a manoeuvre. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I think the two IV drips on a thing either side of your head. Yeah. What, it doesn't even have to be about watching the game, right? What it is, is it's about trying to make... Because this is a problem for men, right? Men very often are scared to go to the doctor. Yeah. Right? They, um, they don't take good care of their health. Right? We, yeah, you finish it and then I'll so talk this is the, We're making, uh, it's, not a, it's not a hospital, it's a brostable. Brost, oh, it's brost, a bro, brostable. Yeah. <laughs> the brostable, <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that looked better written down in my head. Brostable. <laughs> yeah. Hospital. No, wait, it's brospital. It's a brospital. A brospital. Yeah. <laughs> brospital. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> And so, so then that hat really makes sense with the brospital. Yeah, all the IV drips are, are, are done via one of those things. And uh, let's see, you know, when they're... Um... Oh, instead of bandages. Yes. It's all flannel. It's flannel bandages. Yeah, or bare, bare skins. Great. Yeah. Like surgical grade bear skin, obviously. Of course. You yeah, know? These, are, these are bears that were grown in a lab. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a uh, sort of sterile environment. Yeah. Totally sterile. Uh, and, uh, and when, you know, when the doctor is... I want to do something like, uh, like when they're doing surgery of some kind, they set up a small... S some goals or something. Uh, or I, maybe, maybe. I you know, think you know that they, bin they, they, they did the, the whole the thing with a pocket knife. They did the whole <laughs> thing <laughs> with, a, with a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. But and, and, and in the corner of the operating theatre, mm. the operating den, the yeah, operating cave. The operating man cave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, at the, uh, they, have a, they have a little bin there for uh, waste, uh, you know. Um, basketball net. Yeah, basketball net over, yeah. The, over the bin. The, the game could be on as well. The game's on, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're taking out your, your diseased kidney, mm. right? Get that kidney, toss it into the bin. Yeah. And you're conscious through all of this, by the way. You get they let you throw your own kidney. That's cool. Right? I like and that. if you get it in, surgery's free. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they love a wager. They love a punt. Yeah, so you're just numb from the waist down or wherever. Oh cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so you're still conscious, you can still, you know, toss a toss a kidney. And yeah, that's yeah. the brospital. Sure. I think there's even there's gonna be more to that bro brospital. I can't see how. Um you were going to say something in the middle do you of think, that. Do you think women should be allowed... I think women should... Probably, like, this. the sketch could be about how women haven't been allowed to go to the brospital. Yeah. And then this is the first woman kind of going in. And, I think that's really And nice. then maybe she realises actually she didn't want to be there. It's well, actually... It's quite grubby. Well, I, There's a lot of Gatorade, empty Gatorade bottles on the ground. But this is the thing. Women can be just one of the boys now. Of course. They, right. they, they could be from the beginning. Right. And I, but I think this, this, is, uh, this is one of the... Uh, Maybe one of the questions they ask when you're being admitted, mm. uh, you know, they say, are you one of the boys? And then if you say yes, you're in. Sure. That's I the just, only requirement. I just feel it's like one of those men's clubs that somehow has managed to stay... Segregated or whatever. Segregated. Yeah. And they, they have some reason for it. Mm -hmm. Well, here's... See, when I was at uni, a guy said that his mom was a, was a doctor. Have I told you this already? And she's... And he, and then she said that, apparently he said that he, she had told him that sometimes guys go in there to get checked um, for prostates, mm. uh, get prostate exams. And he says that some guys just do it 
more than they need to just for the sexual pleasure of it. Okay. Right? And so she said, so she's like, so, so some people who are getting these done are just perverts. Mm. And so that's been enough for me to never want to go get myself checked. For I think anything. you took away the right message from that. Is that, is that <laughs> oh, you go, if you go get your, your genitals checked by a doctor, they consider you a pervert secretly yeah. and then tell their children about it. <laughs> And they show them your photograph. Yeah. They bring the medical record home from the hospital. File. They print that out. Like that. They have that up on the wall. Your face is on the wall in the staff room at the hospital under a sign that says perverts. Okay, how about this? So, so I can either deal with this by... Sorry, you can tell me. Yeah. You know what this means. What? That statistically speaking, more perverts are going to... Or fewer perverts are going to die from uh, exactly. testicular cancer. And that mean that means that over time, the uh, pervert population... It's going to, they're going to have a, an evolutionary advantage. advantage. Yeah. And then all the non-perverts are going to die out. Yeah, and then it won't be considered being a pervert anymore. Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are still just fixed rules for what's okay. Well, well Even if, though if these fixed rules that... are shifting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure it's never to be a pervert. But so, with this, I mean, look. Well done, Al. Hey. No, 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 you, you, you covered that nicely. What did I do? <laughs> you made it clear that we didn't think that it's ever been okay to be a pervert. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, that is not the, the position of this podcast, is strongly anti-pervert. Right, but you know what this could also mean, though? If, if people are going in to get prostate exams just for the sexual pleasure, yeah. you've got to wonder how many other procedures sure. people would be more likely to get if they were able to do it via the prostate. You know, mm. If people, if, if if that's what it takes, because so to, many guys are like, I can't wait to get my prostate. Well, that's checked. the premise of this I sketch. I mean, of this sketch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that there are some. Yeah. Well, in the premise in this sketch, it's all of them, right? Mm. And so now, if you go in to get like your your throat looked at, yeah. they go in via the prostate, right? They regard it as the window to all. Medical yeah. uh, examination. I mean, what, this is after all the non-pervs have died. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is in that glorious utopia. We can't get men to get their throat checked. Yeah. <laughs> because there's no... Sexual pleasure in it. <laughs> Fuck, I just spat a huge amount of spit. I, I saw it come out of my mouth, Alistair. I think it hit me in the corner of my mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's never happened to me. I saw it leave my mouth like a web. There was nothing I could do, Al. you got to believe me. It's all this talk of... Being a pervert—it's <laughs> really got me salivating. salivating. Oh, just thinking about my two doctors' rubber gloved fingers being pushed up, getting the pressure on my prostate. And when I say my, my two doctors, water. I do mean it's two doctors, <laughs> one finger each. Oh, I'm just talking about two doctors' fingers for some reason. Um, um, look at this. There's a oh, look. Maybe in the photo later, you'll be able to see the the drips of spit on the... On and if we the, take the photo before it dries out, how about this for a... a how about but, this... Okay. But you, this is you what's... You say your thing, sorry. but I've got to remember mine. Um, write this on Thanks, your hand? Right. Um, just the Just the thought that, like, the... It's, it's just to clarify on this idea that most guys, for some reason, just don't want to go get two fingers in their butt to get their sums checked, mm. right? And it has to be two fingers for some reason. It has reason. to be two fingers... <laughs> And whereas a small amount of... Small Two fingers, because the second one's for the second opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I better bring my, my colleague in here. <laughs> uh, 
then there's there's a small population who just are going there for the wrong reason. Sure. Not because they need to be checked. Mm. And then they're making it so that the other guys even don't don't want to go mm. even more. Yeah, you're right. Because if you're not a pervert, you certainly don't want to be people thinking you're a pervert. That's right. And so now, if the only technique of going in there, and this is probably the technique that the perverts use, mm. is that you got to go in there and be like, I'm really nervous about this, mm. and I really don't want this to happen. Mm. Anyway, that's all I. I didn't no, no, really no, no that's good. But uh, my only, uh, my only thing was just going to be that, you know, that you you're in there. The yeah. doctor has a finger or two yeah. up your bum doing yeah. the thing, and then he calls in another doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and then he... <laughs> they also, so they're both got their fingers up there and they're both feeling around. So no, over here, like, and they're showing. Yeah. So you know, one one still got his fingers in yeah. there, and the other guy just slides them along. <laughs> well, because the they want you to show you what they're, you know, what what are you talking about? So they like, yeah. go in there. And then, but then they're like rubbing their fingers up against each other. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No. And he goes, oh, that bit does feel a bit rib ribby. He goes, no, no, that's my knuckle. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's my wedding ring. That's my wedding. <laughs> he goes, that ah, feels like an engagement ring. Oh, no, that must. No, no, no. Oh, sorry, that's not me. No, that that must be an anal polyp. <laughs> that must already have been in there. Yeah. When I went in. Anyway. That's that's all a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah. You know, bit of um. Well, it's a bit of filth. Well, you know, the, start the podcast with a bit of filth. It's know, not filth. It's medical filth. It's Darwinian filth. Mm-hmm. It's filth with a solid basis in science. Exactly. Um, why? Why? I mean, that's an article that you could write for, like, the New Yorker. Mm. You know, why non-pervs are are dying out or a dying breed? Why are there no good men anymore? Exactly. Right. That's right. It's because we're nervous around doctors. We, well, we don't want. I would rather get very ill than mm. somebody think that I'm a pervert. Mm -hmm. So then you kind of have to decide. If I want to live, then I have to just make people... Th I have to be okay with people thinking I'm a pervert. Well, but maybe that's a rule for life, you know? We should care less about what people think of us. Or... You know, we could or, learn a or, lot from perverts. Or feel, feel less bad about people thinking that we're perverts. Sure. You could just change your opinion that being a pervert is a bad thing. Correct. Right? Hmm. But I guess we you create this pervert category so that it's for, for, for people who do things that are not really okay mm. to do. Mm. Like I don't want to be like a puritanical person mm. who says that mm. just, you know, sex things are bad. Of course it's okay if they're to want to have somebody put their fingers up your butt. Sure, but a, of but course. A, but a, a medical... More than okay. It's more, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's encouraged. I mean, <laughs> obviously get all the uh, opinions you want. <laughs> But, you know, to waste a medical professional's time, somebody who's not, you know, that's in this for the, for the pleasure. And that's going on Medicare. You know, we're all paying the for government, this. And that, this is, the bo this is suddenly, for me, the bottom line. It is, it is the taxpayer dollar. That's right. That's all I was concerned about we're this paying, entire time. Yeah, and so suddenly we're, it's, a, it's like a socialised sort mm. of, um, like... Se sexual pleasure. Yeah, like anal, anal play. Yeah. Well, you know, if we're going to have universal basic income, yeah. maybe we also need to have universal basic anal play. Well, I think it's one of those things that you, 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 you couldn't... That'll be the door. That'll be the door. You can't legislate it, but, I mean, it's sort of... They basically said that that's okay. Yeah. By, you know, with the, with the way that they wrote the current legislation. They, say, they didn't say, medical stuff is free... Mm. You know, it's all paid for by the government, 
Unless it's you're getting a couple of digits up your. Mm, yeah, we'll 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 spring for that. But you've we'll got to be over forty. Is oh, it is that, a, yeah. I, I suspect there's probably an age cutoff in which that you know that I kicks feel in. Like and you they could, pay you for could that. probably just get it done now. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, you don't think they'd charge me? You don't think I'd be have to cover the gap? I don't what know. About the gap. It depends where you go. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. if I want to go see a good doctor, I got to pay a little extra. That's right. And then but I... you can get bad medicine. You can get, you know. Yeah. People they churn you through, you know. Don't even change the glove. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's what you got to save money somehow. Yeah. You know, no, it's, it's had, a business too. I had something else in there, you know, just to go on this line for uh, for for longer. Um. Man, we got to unplug that doorbell. Hang on, I'm going to pause the podcast. And, 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 we're, and we're very much back. It's so good to be back. It's so quiet in here now. Yeah. Anyway, you're listening to Cranky and the, and the Wink. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Cranky and the Wink. What, what were you before? Crabby. Crabby. Crabby and the Wink. But I've got worse. Have you gotten Yeah, worse? I've evolved like a, like a Pokemon. Sure, yeah. From Crabby to Cranky. Yeah, I think it is something like that. Yeah? Yeah. This is a new um, new version of uh, the movie Crank. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a unique idea for a sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called Cranky. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, you know, you've just got to stay irritated. A certain amount of grumpy. Yeah, a certain amount of grumpy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, or, else, for, or else something in your heart goes off and kills you, whatever. Well, I mean, this actually is starting to sound like just describing old age. Yeah. Although sort of the opposite, right? Yeah, because I think you've kind of got to chill out a little bit so that your blood pressure goes down or something yeah. like that. Yeah, really crank is sort of very unrealistic, right? Because normally it would be the high stress levels that would cause your heart mm. to explode. Does he explode? I feel we've covered this, or at least we've covered our lack of knowledge of the answer to this yeah. question in several previous podcasts. Yeah, but I, I enjoy, you know, you, you know me, I enjoy trying to guess what different oh, action movies could sure. be about. <laughs> um, I haven't even seen the trailer to this film. I think I have at least seen part of this movie. Yes. Because I do remember the scene where he's kind of having sex with his sure. girlfriend in the in, street. In, in the street. Yeah. And I imagine she... Yeah, I think I remember it not being as, like, as graphic as I thought it was going to be. Okay. You know, because I guess you still kind of got to, like... It's got to be a bit on the down low so that, you know, you don't get arrested. Sure. You know? Because, you know, what that is, that's, that's... Getting arrested, that's a thrill. That is a thrill. So but, you want to... But, but, yeah, you want to get a... Cause you, but you want to get enough time, mm. enough heart rate... Yes. ...out of each activity. Yes. Because you don't want to be, like, starting to make love to your wife in, mm. in a public scenario mm -hmm. on the street, on the sidewalk or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then that be over and done. And yes. Then, and then straight away be into the cops. You want to get a bit of time out of this, and then hopefully then a cop will see you. Or, you know, somebody will yell out or call for the cops, yeah. and then that gives you a bit of time. So you also even just want to get, even just the idea of cops, that's a heart rate increasing uh -huh, thing. Uh -huh. And then the real cops, because so you're, you're trying to fill a whole day with <laughs> That's right, with a heart whole rate. day. I mean, if you're lucky, 60 or 70 years, mm. you know, a full life full of uh, continuous uh, yeah, not dying. adrenaline hits. Yeah, because especially, 
Uh, you got to do it. You got to be sustainable. It's like anything. It's like a marathon. You got to pace yourself. Because mm, and and you've just convinced your partner, your your lo- your beloved, mm-hmm. to to do this. She's probably not going to be into doing it for the, a second time later on. Mm. So you, that means you also be, need to be given time to think of mm-hmm. a new idea mm-hmm. of another crazy thing that you could do. You know what would be great would be if you were you were uh, in 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 this situation. Mm. The crank situation, yeah. Jason Statham's situation. Yeah. But you were a commitment phobe, right? Yeah. And then you could just, you know, commit to your relationship, get married, take things seriously, you That's know, knuckle true. down. Yeah. Have a really quite a, you know... You'd be screaming inside the entire time. Yeah. But that's going to keep you going. Yeah, and get one of those treadmill desks. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a real commitment. Well, I mean, you know, they can keep your heart, your heart rate up as well. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. but those, I mean... Those two things. Together. I guess, yeah. Maybe get just keep a good a, walking pace and then be committed to somebody. Get a puppy, you know. That's a commitment. Not I mean, just for Christmas. No, absolutely. I yeah. think also that... that, that Commitment phobe getting married thing would really help the the crank version cranky. Yes. Because now suddenly you're you know you're still in your head kind of a bit snooty that you think that you, somehow your life would have been way better if you were on your own. Mm. And now mm. you're stuck, and now you're legally stuck. Legally stuck. Yeah. That's yeah. what they call it. Mm. And you've met their parents, and so now you feel kind of culturally like societal pressures mm-hmm. to stay with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're basically in this, this. You're you're, you're trapped in someone else's life, mm. right? But at least you're not dead from either a bomb or poisoning or something like that. And that's what keeps you back from the edge. Mm. You know, going how, full crazy. If it was poison that was in the blood, and maybe you had to keep it moving, mm. how do you think that would work? Is that the poison sort of? I guess it has time to like to set oh, or activate. Oh, that's an interesting idea. If it does, yeah, if it's not right. moving fast enough, or. Mm. I hadn't actually thought about what the mechanism could be, but it could be, say it's something that crystallises. Like, like a concrete. It's, it's a concrete. It's like the, the mixer on the back of a concrete truck. Yeah. Right? You've got to keep it churning. Mm-hmm. Okay? But I, and I don't know where I've got this idea from. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if he does not do the right thing in Crank, mm. does he explode? Because I've always imagined he explodes. But Look, it might just be me confusing it with the movie Speed. It's either he explodes or he dies of a poison. He just dies. Mm. It could be he just dies. In which case, I reckon it's probably concrete. Right? It's just a... It just hardens. Yeah. Yeah, it just gets it starts hardening. And then the inside of his body is now, you know, you could, you could carve a skate park out of mm-hmm. it or whatever. So this is a very realistic, um, now, this is a very realistic uh, scenario we've created. Right, wherein this this could happen, right? Yeah. Because you know, as we know, um, concrete or cement is the um, is the most abundant man-made material yeah. in the world, responsible sure. for eight percent of the Earth's carbon dioxide emissions. Yeah, wow. Just cement, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and I think something organised crime often has access to. There you go. Okay, and I, I just think there's so much of it. Right, we're probably absorbing it. Right? And by bioaccumulation, mm. uh, which I believe happens because humans eat the dead bodies of other humans, right? So it right. builds up in our bodies, in our, in our yeah. uh, circulatory system, we'll reach some threshold yeah. where if we stop 
uh, our blood stops moving enough, yeah. it will harden in our bodies and we'll all die, right? So they realise, the scientists realise this, this is happening. Exercise is so important. This is why exercise is so important. Yeah. The scientists realise this is going to happen and then suddenly it's on. The hu entire mm. human population has to stay excited, yeah. right, for as long as possible Sure. if we're, if we're going to survive. Maybe the way that the concrete gets into our lungs from other people's bodies is because of all the cremate, crematory services, mm. and that's the the, the, the the concrete particles go up into the air from the cremated, the dead being crem cremated. cremated. So what you're saying, and we're not we eating the bodies of the well, I just thought the dead. It, <laughs> if you wanted an alternative, we're breathing it in, it gets into our blood. Cremation is becoming more and more po more common. Absolutely. Right? All the well, obviously the first line of the film is. All of the cemeteries are full. Yeah. And so now cremation is the only way to be mm -hmm. disposed of. When hell is full, the dead will walk the earth. And when the cemeteries are full, everyone will be cremated. So we inhale the cement. That's inside in their, their, their bodies. Digestion. It bioaccumulates in our lungs and our circulatory yeah. systems until the point where it reaches a threshold beyond which it will harden if it's uh, allowed to go... Uh, to sit still for too long, like the cement mm. in the back of a cement mixer. That's right. I mean, we're also getting, there's also concrete in the air just from when people are emptying that bag of concrete before they mix the water in with it. I've been doing this so much recently. That powder goes I'm up I'm a like test that. case for this. Yeah, well, I bet you you've been wearing lots of protective mouthwear. Absolutely, like Alastair, you yeah. know me. Thinking, you haven't been, have you? Not at all, no. True. Protective hand gear. My hands went all horrible for a couple of weeks there. All yeah. dry. so dry, Alistair. Why? Why wouldn't crusty. you? Why wouldn't you wear protective stuff, Alistair? Because it would take me thirty or forty seconds to find Can those you, in the shed. Andy, could you just? And I'm busy. Could you please? I've got cement to inhale. Who cares? Could you please? You have three children now. <laughs> Last I checked. And. I don't think that the way that you guys are doing financially, no. your family could go on without you all that well. I don't know. You that don't have. Be, you don't have. Be one less mouth to feed, Alistair. Yeah. Okay. So that's. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll save a lot of money on the pumpkin that you eat or whatever. Pumpkin, pumpkin. And chickpeas. Pumpkin, the uh, cheapest vegetable per kilogram at the supermarket right now, where it's in the season. Yeah. Everybody go out, buy yourselves a couple of big pumpkins, put them in a dark space. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. Pum yeah. You never see a, a, a pumpkin sprouting. Not a full pumpkin. No. No. You don't see a pumpkin rotting. Well, sometimes you do. All right. Yeah. No, you do a lot around Halloween, don't you? Yeah, like you, Halloween. Oh, but you, then they, they, they really rot quite horribly. And they've been left out. That's you know? true. But they've been cut open. That's right. You, you keep yourself a pristine, untouched mm. pumpkin. Yeah. Chuck that in a... Wherever, dark space. Dark space. Dark space full of rats. Yeah. Put all your money in pumpkin, people. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Take it out of the banks, put it in pumpkins. Especially with the geopolitical um, climate. climate, the way that it is, you know. Don't put it in gold. <laughs> put it in goddamn pumpkins. This is, this is uh, you know, what, what, is, what is going to continue to have value after society collapses, right? Because a lot of people are putting their money into gold. But you've got to believe that if it collapse, if society does collapse, yeah. it's going to collapse to the point where gold is no longer valuable. Well, what about for to make superconductors or? Um, in 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 some ways, I feel like superconductors yeah. are are a 
sort of part and parcel of, of a, a more or less functioning society. Yeah, right. I don't, I, you know, what I would love to see... I want Alistair, you, what I would I want love you to know to see, that that was a joke answer. No, I, no, I, no. I, no, Alistair, I know that, but I thought I'd make fun of you for it anyway. Correct. No, what I would like to see, Alistair, is a, um, a prehistoric situation where they invent the, semi, the superconductor, right, before they've invented almost anything else. Maybe possibly even before fire. Yeah. Okay? That's cool. So, like, first on the list, superconductors. Now, so pre-wheel. Pre-wheel, okay. And so then we can have those, um, those before, you know, they can't have like a, a, a carriage that rolls on wheels, but they can have one of those maglev trains uh, like they got in Saudi Arabia or well, that's, Dubai. That's because, I mean, if you invent that, you don't need the wheel. You don't need the wheel. You skip the wheel. Everything is maglev. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that, caveman invents maglev. Maglev, straight to maglev. And it's not until about 1982 or something like that that somebody invents the wheel. Sure, but then what would you do with it? Be kind of like You a... think where maglev technology would be at by now, this uh, is what I would like to do. Sure, tell me. I would love to go back in time. Mm -hmm. And I would love to take back some maglev, you know, a couple of kilos of maglev. Yeah. Take it back to the prehistoric era. Give them the maglev. Give them, Come back to the maybe future. Maybe give them a couple bags of mag. Yeah. And then maybe two or three bags of lev. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And then I pop back to the future and I see where maglev's got to by now. Right? That'd be so good. Because you think about how, how far the wheel has come. Mm. You know? What the wheel, it used to be like a round bit of wood. And now, round bit of metal with some rubber on the outside. That's right. Yeah, rubber. So it's come so far. And there's an inflatable bit. There's some air in there and as you well. And can, you can change the the mags on it but it's a different kind of mag mm -hmm. to the other mag we're mm -hmm. talking about and I wonder whether oh, so different. mag lev well, you'd be able to get mags on them or something that you would call wheels or something like that or wuhi mm. something that, that makes it more ornate you could have a sort of a decorative wheel type thing. You could you could have fake wheels sort of hanging there mm. you know like when somebody pretends to be a uh, a horse yeah you know and they have those little fake legs dangling off you know, that, but for maglev, little fake wheels flapping there. But do you think we would have abandoned the horses so early on then? Maybe we would have never domesticated the horse. Did you know that before we, domest before we domesticated the horse to ride them, we were just keeping them to eat them? Really? Yeah, for like maybe hundreds of years. And then somebody went, I reckon I could ride one of those. Well, it makes you wonder how many of the other things that we currently just keep to eat yeah. you could actually ride. Like tofu? Or a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> we just haven't tried. Well, but that, but I mean, that's crazy. We tried one thing, yeah. the horse, and it turns huge out you can success. ride a huge success. Yeah. And then we stopped. We were like, well, no more riding foods for us. We've yeah. got one that works. It shows a lack of creativity. It absolutely does. But then it also makes you think, well, all the things that we ride, mm. we ever tried eating any of them. Like a bicycle, <laughs> you know? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, you, you do see, like, you know, the rodeos and that sort of thing. They are doing a bit of this. Yeah. They are trying to ride cows, you know? That's true. They're trying to ride cows. Sometimes they get a kid to try and ride a sheep or something. Yeah. But I think gotta, we've got to keep pushing. You know, there's yeah. got to be something else out there that you can eat that you can also ride. Cake? Cake, yeah. I mean, if, I guess if you make the cake big enough... And sure. You put it on a hill. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or a cliff. 
I mean, there must be a, like a cake that you could make big enough that you could get into a plane with it mm -hmm. and then get pushed out of the plane and just fall with it and it'll land and you'll be fine. Like, as long as the cake is underneath you when you land. Oh, sir, I love this. Yeah, it's the yeah. landing cake. It's a para cake. It's a para cake. No, that's a cake that broke cake its spine. Cake a shoot. <laughs> oh, okay. Cake a shoot. <laughs> no, that's when you plug up your, your butthole with pine cones. <laughs> or like, and, no, no, like, no, like, 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 what the fuck mud. are you talking about? No, that's you know, like how bears do that before they go into hibernation. They like, <laughs> plug up their hole. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. I think they put it. They, they plug it up. I don't know if they, they, they plug up the hole through that or by eating stuff, but I'm pretty sure they Alistair like, is gesturing the, the, the bear plugging up, plugging up its think, butthole. I think they plug up their hole. This seems like a myth. This we, seems like an urban legend. They, I, I very much doubt it's a myth. <laughs> I guess the rats don't get in there or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I got no idea, but it, it's probably a myth. But... Uh, that's, oh. that's, that's cake a shoot. Yeah, no, but, but I think that's a really great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the like I love the idea of you know somebody spending the time to work this out. You know. How big is the cake? And then to wanting be? to prove a point, and then they go ahead and do it. Yeah. You know, they it's the it's the first cake that will successfully like does the cake break your fall because it 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 it, it catches the air or is it just big enough and soft enough that it's like you're in the cake. And then having the cake underneath you when you hit the ground, the cake absorbs. Yeah, well, you know, it's a bit of both. It could be a bit of both. Because, I mean, it's the big surface area that, that, that sure. slows you down. Mm. But then also adds to some of the craziness because it would slow you down, but then it would, like, tip mm. counter to the way the wind is slowing it down and then just kind of fall straight down for a bit and then kind of start fluttering a bit. So it would be much more exciting than sort of just jumping out of a plane. Well, I thought, but I think a lot of this would come down to the shape of the cake. Right? Absolutely. You could definitely make the shape in such a the cake in such a shape that's yeah. almost like a a teardrop kind of a shape. Oh yeah, you saw if you just wanted to like go as fast as you can down towards the earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking that that at least that would be a stable falling shape. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But and you're right, it might minimize to a certain extent some of the uh, air resistance. But then we can work with that. We can find we can yeah. find something. I, I don't know, maybe a bunt cake. You know? Yeah, look, I'm just picturing... In fact, I think a bunt cake would be very good because you know how um, they have the hole in the middle of the parachute? That's to stop that wobble. Right. You what, know? Which wobble? The wobble, you know, the, the sway that the parachute can get up that would flip it over. Right. Oh. So they have that hole in the middle of the parachute so some oh, air can get out. That is. keeps it vertical. Yeah, but then the your bunt body cake would is the cake the that's got the hole. Like, oh, so, but yeah, see, you're right. Where so, are you? See, I picture a sponge, right? Okay. I picture a sponge, right, that's been cut in half or there's two layers of sponge. Yeah. In the middle, there's some cream. Yeah. And you, you lay, lie you lay in, in the, the cream. cream. <laughs> and then they put the, they put the top layer on top of you. I love that this has to exclusively be done with cake ingredients, yeah. by the way. There's nothing... You're not allowed to have anything that's not cake. Yeah. It's a falling cake. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, I think drop scones. Is that a thing? Maybe. Maybe only in drop Terry cake. Pratchett. Drop cake? Drop scones. Might be a, might be a, a, already a joke made and then by you Terry just Pratchett. Fall. Now, the only problem is that when you... If your head is just sticking out of the end, there is that problem. There is that chance that when you hit the ground, sort of just your neck. <laughs> Why will, is your head sticking out of the end? So that you can enjoy it and see it. You know, see what's happening. I think you pull your head back in before you hit the ground. Yeah. And you enjoy it for as long as possible. Then you get you duck your head back in like a yeah. tortoise. I think there should just be like a like a breathing like just a breathing area inside the cake. Yeah. Where you can be inside. 
but you, your head is still secure between the two, mm -hmm. the two big ones. But then lungs. there's a cavity. But there's a cavity, a breathing cavity. Great, above okay. you. Yeah. yeah. And, and then so that when you land, your, your head doesn't snap back <laughs> with all the whiplash and kill you. <laughs> the, the coroners are looking at this. Ah, turns out his head whipped back and the whiplash killed him. Yeah. Put down the cause of death as whiplash. Yeah, and then people will be like, wait, whiplash, whiplash cream? And you go, no, 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 not the cream. No, no, it's not no. related to the cream. No, no, no. It turns out the it was cream, the... Uh... Was the cream whiplashed? He was killed by the force of the 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 fall when he st when the when the fall stopped when he hit the ground. That mm. was what killed him. But I think yeah, I think the cake would be spongy enough to stop that. You know what would be good? What one of those rolled cakes? What are they mm. called? The, that log? Yeah. You know, that, you get that you get yourself in the middle of that log. Yeah. You get them to roll that log around you. That's true. That could be good. Yeah, and it's got nice jam and cream. Those jam would be and they're cream. all nice spongy mm -hmm. kind of things. Jam, super spongy. Yeah, well, you know, it's a fluid. It would definitely, it would evenly distribute the force. Is that is that how fluids work? Well, I mean, you know, if you hit water, yes, psh, like that, all the all the force goes out, you know, equally outwards <laughs> or whatever. I don't know as it squirts away. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I've, I've noticed when you do a belly flopper into the water, you know, yeah. you hit it hard in your stomach, you think, ah. That feels so good yeah. because it evenly distributed the force, you know, away. Yeah, well, it distributes it almost too perfectly, oh, okay. equally over the belly. Yeah. He, yeah, the coroner says he, he dies from the perfect distribution of the force over the belly. I think there could be... I don't be, know what I'm doing with this coroner character. It's, it's, I don't know, I like him. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Al. Um, that means a great deal. Um, well, this, this is a... This is a you know, because we had the society in which they invent the uh, maglev before they invented the oh, wheel. Yeah. This is a society in which they invented the cake, right? Oops. Before they invented the parachute. Which again yeah. is probably very much this society that we find <laughs> ourselves in now. That's right. That's the that's the that's the the parallel universe that we found ourselves. But when they in. invented the cake, they didn't much like. I was saying much like we didn't realize that you could ride the horse. We thought it was just food. Well, in this one, they invented the cake. They didn't realize you could eat it. That's right. They thought it was just uh, a form of transport. Just, something for, for breaking your fall. Yeah. Instead of knee pads, they made little 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 scones. Why invent a sponge cake at all if not to break the fall? Well, it's, it's absolutely there. It's, uh, it's, yeah. So, you know, the allies, you know, would, would para-cake behind the uh, enemy lines in, the, in World yeah. War II. I just think this is a fascinating alternative history that I would love really? to see explored by, um, by a great author. Well, also, you know, especially in a military setting, you land, suddenly you've got a week's food with you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> you know, you're... you're, you're... You're hidden in your little bunker. You don't have to go anywhere. That's you don't right. have to rely on the French to house you and hide mm -hmm. you and mm -hmm. things like that. No. You've got a house. You've got food. <laughs> you've got a house. You've got food. <laughs> you know, parachutes, they don't offer any of that. 
Yeah. You've got maybe at best a little fort with, with a parachute. parachute. Yeah, if you if you dangle some oh, of it maybe. over a couple of shrubs. If it hasn't been shredded by some trees or something. That's right. And if it has. But this is the you great thing about during your your falling lessons. Exactly, your falling lessons. But this is the great thing about the cake. It gets shredded by the trees. You've still just got cake. It's still just cake. Yeah. Still got pieces. Of, now you've got pieces of cake. You've got that's handy. Yeah, you've got easy bite-sized pieces of cake, and right. it attracts maybe animal friends. <laughs> you, you, now you've got friends. You've got Everybody <laughs> needs friends. You're behind enemy lines. You need all the help you can get. Well, you might be here. You are. Here you are. You've got shelter. <laughs> you've got food. You've got friends. I Forget mean, the war. I stay. Start a new life. Well, I mean, a new you, society. Once you get all the animals on side, yes, you know they're coming for you. You've tamed a lot of them, mm. right? Who's to say that they won't try and protect you? <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> they they very well could. I don't think they've they've tried to harness like you know like I, I know that the military has like trained dolphins and has mm. trained dogs and things like that. Mm. But that's all they did that back in your home base. Mm. If you could train them while you're out in the field, that's right. So every every um, every uh, member of the squad, you know, as well as their little emergency rations, mm. their uh, emergency um, uh, medical supplies, they yeah. also have a series of bridles of different sizes, yeah. so they can break the spirit and domesticate <laughs> any animal that, yeah. or maybe just one adjustable bridle that sure. whatever animal you find yourself in a yeah. situation with, you can you can domesticate it, mm. right? And again, you need all the help you can get. All creatures, great and small, no how to, no matter how small. Yeah. You know, if they're on your side, you've got a vole. Yeah. That's a vole. You got that vole. That's a, that's an ally. I've never. I don't know what a vole looks like. Neither do I. Great. I think it's a little mouse with a pointy face. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Like a bandicoot. A bit like a bandicoot, but yeah. you know, non-marsupial bandicoot oh, sure. and smaller. Like a bilby. No, more like a mouse, but with a pointy face. A uh, bilby's kind of like a mouse with a pointy uh, face. Not really, no, no. It's more like a bandicoot, okay. you're thinking. No, 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 possum. Yeah. An opossum? An opossum. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, if you had a team of opossums, like, and they breed fast. Do they? I think so. Oh, great. And well, so, you think about that, yeah, the exponential growth in your possum army. Yeah, and then, I mean, they're just even scary to look at. Mm. Think of the amount of bullets your enemies would waste trying to kill your sort of... 20 to 120 opossums <laughs> that you've got around you. And it'd be that thing where you could throw a handful of opossums at them. Yeah. Baby opossums or sort of adult opossums. Mm. But then, you know, it's like when you throw a bunch of coins up in the air and you never know which one to catch. They won't know which one to shoot at, so they'll just kind of shoot randomly in the air. Yeah. Meanwhile, Wasting you sneak away. You and a small splinter group of opossums. <laughs> this is what I like. Go around the back. Right. Here we are. I'm somewhere in Germany, right? World War Two. Yeah. I see a cake, a huge a cake. I see a huge cake falling from the uh, from the sky. Yeah. Right. Do you think that during World War Two they called it World War Two? I can't. I, or do you think it was only afterwards? Did they call the first one the Great War? They called that one the Great War. So the second one, they were like, "Oh, this is just another pretty big war." This is a sequel. We'll just wait and see how if it's as good. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting question, though. Mm. Don't, wouldn't you agree? Anyway, you're there. You're in the Germany. Maybe you're a German uh, military man. You look out. You see this huge cake falling from yeah. the sky and land in some shrubbery. Yeah. Right. And then, six to eight months later, <laughs> a man emerges, totally covered in opossums. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
And you think, oh, I'm going to get my machine gun out. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you draw a connection between those two things. You say, of course, he used the cake to domesticate the possums. I should have seen that coming. Well, but you don't, you, don't, you don't predict that kind of an outcome. No. Because you're not ready for it. Well, I mean, at the time, you would have been confused because you would have seen actually quite a few cakes falling. Or do you think they, they, they can only load each plane with one <laughs> big cake because the cake's so big? Well, this is the problem. I don't think the cake um, packs down like a parachute. No, Unless maybe not. it's a souffle and you can somehow get it to rise, quick rise cake that bakes at room temperature. Well, unless, unless you, or air, when you first outdoor jump, temperature. you've also got an oven around you. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then, and then you rise the souffle and then you dump the, al uh, the, the oven like a, like a spaceship dumping its, uh, it's, uh, its uh, like rocket compartment. Yeah, thing, thing it's like the old that. jump and dump. Yeah, the old right. jump and dump. And then you get rid of that oven. That, first of all, that oven, that's just another weapon on your side. That's a, that's a, that's a precision airstrike. Now, that's falling. You know, mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, gas oven, that'll explode. Probably, yeah. Mm. Hopefully not too close to where you're <laughs> Where you're landing you directly land. below you. <laughs> no, that's souffle. That's going to drift. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can go around the world in 80 days on a souffle. Souffle from the French mm. to blow. To blow. To blow. Um, a lot of that up yesterday. French. Really? Yeah. Why? Writing trivia questions. Oh, yeah. Mm. Of course. One um, of my alternative careers. Falling cake. Anyway, that's a that's a fun that's a fun little uh, little world we yeah. created there. Yeah. Um, slightly alternative universe. Bomb Alaska. What's that? Bomb Alaska. A bomb Alaska. A bomb Alaska. A bomb Alaska. It's. I think that might be a type of cake. So or a type of dessert. It's B O M B E. Alaska. Uh, B-O-M-B-E. Yeah. Bombay. B-O-M-B-E. Bomb Alaska. It's or something. It's a something. It's some sort of food. I, I, I'm almost sure of it. Did it used to be Mumba Alaska? Uh, I don't know what that's a reference to. That's supposed to be a reference to how uh, Mumbai then changed its name to Bombay. <laughs> Fuck. And and I tried to spell it. I tried to do it with the same spelling. Yeah. No, Alistair. To be honest, you did as well as it was possible to do yeah. with what I was putting out there. It's okay. Possibly you exceeded what anyone would have thought was possible. Andy. Yes. Let me talk to you about shaving. Hey, Alistair. I wish you would. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we should talk about Harrys.com forward slash think tank. Mm. You know, because Harrys are the good people who are bringing us. Um, Bringing us, bringing you and me, Alistair, this episode of the podcast. Oh my God, that's yeah. very kind of them. Yeah, we're very lucky. You know, do you know that the average man spends over three thousand hours of his life shaving? I mean, if the average man is is only doing three thousand hours shaving, mm. then I must be a, a, an ubermensch because mm. I probably do that a month. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's and that's why you're so small. That's Your head right. is a tiny nub. That's right. Right. Well, we uh, we would like to uh, we would like to introduce you to a better way to shave. Okay. Me too. So if you pop yourselves over to 
harrys.com forward slash think tank. You can get yourself a trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave. Love that trimmer blade. Mm. A rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great. I'm going to eat that gel one day. Get on to me, Harry's. And a travel blade cover to keep you razor, your razor dry and easy on the go. Dry and easy on the go. It says I've got to read this verbatim. Yeah, yeah. I'll read it verbatim. And a travel blade cover to keep you razor dry and easy on the go. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And... You easy dry guy. Yeah, um, on the go. On the go. Uh, the thing is that my face has never felt smoother. I shaved this morning, Andy. Yeah. And uh, then I went and kissed my beloved on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she said, "Is that you, the baby? Mm. The baby's ass?" Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "No, it's me, the adult man." Face. Face. Yeah. Human face. Mm. Kissing your face. And anyway, it's a beautiful moment. It, also, it sounds beautiful. Yeah. Um, it looked beautiful, especially if you would have seen the sheen on my face after, well, after using that delightful gel. Yeah, probably reflecting the glint from your eye. Mm. It really brings out the natural uh, colors of my skin out. Yeah. <laughs> the beiges and the skin color. What does? Just shaving. Shaving. And I guess it removes all the yeah, obstacles. Yeah, I guess so. Remove the obstacles to people seeing your face. Mm-hmm. Shave today. Yeah. Well, you know, come out. It's like, it's, like, it's like coming out from behind a tree or something like that, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Like, you, you, you would think it was crazy if someone in your life was, was always behind a tree. Mm-hmm. And yet that's what you are doing when if you, you have a beard. When you don't shave. When you yeah. don't shave. You're, you're, it always looks like you're obstructed by leaves. Yeah. Man leaves, hairs. Mm. The leaf of the man. The leaf of the man. And uh, anyway, if you're a listener of our show, you can go to harrys.com forward slash think tank and you can redeem your trial set. So make sure you go there and you can let us them know that we sent you and that will support this show. Can you believe to it? To In The Think Tank, which is the show that you're listening to right now. The show that you can support... By doing that, by going to our patreon.com slash 2intank. But what you don't realize is that you're already supporting the show. But you can also do nothing at all. Nothing more than what you're doing. Hopefully sitting back, relaxing, enjoying your life. Mm-hmm. Somebody's bringing you a beverage as we speak. Yeah. You know, you're not itchy in any way. <laughs> Although now that you've mentioned it, you probably are. Alistair's already scratched yeah. his face since he said it. He's going again. Yeah. I'm now feeling itchy. Yeah. But if you're pushing through all of that, well, then you're probably a sociopath because you're not affected by uh, the typical social cues that, um, that sort of cause us to yawn when someone else yawns. Or some kind of meditation master. You know those meditation masters who... Total control over their body. Or, you know, but they learn how to ignore any sensation. Right. Which know? is a kind of control. I guess it is kind of a control. Yeah. Or an ignoring. Mm. But, but that's a way to control. Is it? You know? Yeah. Well, you think about, you know, your children... Mm. You know, when they're playing up, what do you do? You ignore, ignore them. them. Yeah. <laughs> I go into the other room. You leave. <laughs> That's a form of control. Controlling yourself mm-hmm. to not be implicated with your children. Yes. Be the absence of yourself you want to see in the room, as Gandhi said. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, I had a had a lot of uh, interrupted sleep last night, as you know, Alistair. Or a very little amount of yeah, uninterrupted sleep. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had an overabundance of little uninterrupted sleep because uh, the child he was crying. Mm. The boy he cries. The boy he cries out in the night. Yeah. For four hours, and um, got to tell you, you don't make your best decisions about uh, you know. Oh, no, in, you didn't, in, in that period. You didn't decide on what to invest on. I made a lot of investment decisions. Oh, no, in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't invest tired. That's what they say, right? Yeah, well, back when I used to play poker, uh, this is not the, the years where I lost money online poker, but the years where I was just playing at high school, uh, just with friends, you know, poker nights and stuff. Oh, wow, yeah, I, I, did, I, I never did this. I remember the saying, we would go, 3 a.m.'s a good time for losing. Like that, because you start making really bad decisions. You're at high school? You're playing poker at 3 a.m. with your friends? A couple of sleepover nights, you know? Weekend, poker night. This is so cool. You got money? Is this, we're playing for real money? Sometimes we'd put in 10 bucks. Sometimes we put in five. Yeah, right. Remember, one of my friends had a little wheelie bin, just a little mini-sized wheelie bin, mm-hmm. red wheelie bin, Full of coins that he'd bring to the poker game, and then and then he'd put it in there, get his chips, you know, put that all that coinage in the kitty, and then when he won, he'd fill up his wheelie bin. What a legend! No, he's not so good. No, 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 he's a good guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, he is a good guy. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I meant I meant like I felt like my story wasn't enough. Did he ever say anything about like time to take out the trash or anything like oh, that? Oh, well, that would or... mean that he'd be leaving with his money. Yeah, you're right. Dumping time it. Time to take out the trash. That's quite good. Yes, yeah, I think bad. it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never did. Never did anything. Um, anything that cool. Is there a I sketch? did go to a party one time where uh, we tried amateur. I didn't myself, but amateur fire spitting. Or like, you know, fire breathing? Sure. You know? So you just put like, like some turpentine in your mouth? Kerosene. Kerosene, sorry. My friends were putting kerosene in their mouths yeah. and then spraying it out. Uh, did you try? Over some kind of a flame type thing. No, I absolutely did not. Because is- even though I was very drunk, I could tell that this did not seem... Good. Like a good idea. Didn't seem like a good idea. You keep the fl- like the flat the, the, the flammable material yeah. that is inside your mouth. Yeah, I guess you could put it out by closing your mouth. If it if the fire started in your mouth. Sure, but I mean there's very often oxygen within your body going down into your lungs, etc. You know, mm. they like you I you know, and, and you're putting this foreign material in your mouth, like who's to say you don't cough and then breathe in? Suck a whole lot of the flame back down. That's true. Burn your entire internals. Yeah. Nobody was hurt in any way. I find it hard to believe. <laughs> All these teenage boys, drunk, spitting yeah. fire for the first time. It's definitely one of the more dangerous reasons, uh, like, yeah, reasons to put kerosene in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. But I, And it's also one of those things where, like, you know how parents worry about what their kids are up to? Yeah. I don't think that would even cross their minds to worry about that. No, but uh, look, you got to keep an open mind when you're a parent of teenagers, I guess. Right. Drinking teenagers. Yeah, well, my mum my would always just say, before I went out, she would just say, wear a condom. 
Wow. That was with the last thing she would say to me. Yeah. As I like got into a friend's car or something like that. Wear a to condom. Go, Wear a condom. Yeah. I don't know what she thought I was doing. Probably filling your mouth up with kerosene <laughs> and spitting it onto people, onto your penis. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, then she was correct because yeah. that's what I was doing. Yeah, but, so uh, yeah. What Just other reasons so, so would you much put kerosene so much in your craziness. mouth? I guess, how would you... I just would assume kerosene would burn your mouth. Uh, no, it, it, it doesn't. It's more sort of, um, it's more oily than it is petrolly, I think. Right. So, and it, I think it ignites, I, I don't, I think something about the, the way the vapour works or something, it burns, it doesn't, it, like if you'd been doing it with petrol, yeah. I think that would have just absolutely just, well, firstly, burned your mouth, but yeah. then also like, I think the flat of the fire would have just burned back into your mouth. Yeah, right. But for some reason, with kerosene, it doesn't do that. I don't know. It, it, it's sort of, so petrol is kind of like that that uh, Amazonian fish that swims up your stream. Correct. Yeah, but with fire, well, the yeah. fire, I guess, is the fish. Yes. The petrol is your urine. Yes. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> and and the, your your lung flame. is your your your, uh, your breathing tube. Yeah, so that's your, your urethra. That's your, your lungs are your bladder. Your lungs are your bladder. The fire on the stick—that's the—that's the pond or the sort of the swimming hole. Yeah, sure. Or the Amazon River. Yeah, yeah. No, I think this. Is, I think when we do the uh, the, the safety thing, where we go around to schools <laughs> and we teach kids about the dangers of spitting fire. Yeah. This will probably be the metaphor that we use to try and like mm. make it more relatable for them. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess any you, of you kids ever swim in the Amazonian uh, rainforest? Have <laughs> you urinated into the <laughs> into the Amazon River from the from the side from, the, from a riverbank? <laughs> well, then you'll know what I'm talking about, okay? Because think of this: <laughs> is, 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 it, is 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 it too much to have a van? Yeah. Right, like like you would have like Healthy Harold or whatever the giraffe who would go around and teach kids about what healthy eating or something. Yeah. Um, we all have one, which is, you know, uh, Freddie Flamingo, mm. who goes and around and teaches kids about the dangers of breathing fire. I think it's it's just a guy, and he's just got, like... <laughs> he has a, a little bent patch here, right? A little red patch. On his patch. cheek, yeah. yeah. And he just drives around teaching high school kids about the dangers of breathing fire mm. and he just all he got was that little burn <laughs> right, right. A, just a little, little nick there yeah still healing probably it's still healing i mean it's been it's been 15 20 years yeah. since he finished high school you know and um but it's just this very specific problem that nobody actually he's probably instructing more kids on how to do it <laughs> and then he does a demonstration <laughs> how to do it safely i had to do it safely because kids are gonna do it yeah. That's the thing. And either they learn it from me or they learn it from some other kid. Yeah. All right. Or some, you know, some loser or they watch a video online. You're it, so it's good that they learn how to do that in a safe environment. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> like that. And he does it. Just, he, it's, it's basically him finding a way to both do a show. Yeah. <laughs> but then also for him to just teach people, kids about the dangers of this. Right. So. Basically, it looks incredibly cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and what sort of age group is he? Is he targeting like sort of six, seven-year-olds or something? <laughs> like that? 
I mean, I think if it's if it's a like thirteen year old, it's okay. kind of the exact kind of kids that would be like, yeah, let's go try this yeah, right absolutely. after this. Okay. And the problem with these things is that all these all these ingredients are accessible <laughs> readily available anywhere, and that's why it's so dangerous. You probably have them in your own home, which is why you absolutely should not try it. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that look, that could have taken off all your mm. all your eyebrows. You know, obviously, I'm a trained expert. I've been doing this two, three weeks, but it's different for you. All right, you got to, You can't afford to take the risks that I take on a daily basis with no consequence. Sure, it looks good when I do it, but imagine if it didn't, right? Imagine if it burned back and, and hurt me, Maybe. as opposed as opposed to shooting out in a cool kind of a a, a billow of. Uh, orange flame. Look how dangerous this looks. Yeah. Like maybe he he doesn't he doesn't think of he's like this isn't cool kids this yeah. is wildly dangerous to, to to put anybody in front of mm. this. And now I'm going to do something that looks even more dangerous. Can I get a volunteer? <laughs> he dips his long hair in turpentine <laughs> and lights it on fire. He's got dreadlocks. No, I just picture it as just, just, just beautiful, straight hair. Wow. Yeah. He looks like Reg Mombasa. Oh, wow. <laughs> Reg Mombasa, designer for Mambo. Yeah. T-shirts. Also yeah. one of the members of Mental as Anything. Mental as Anything. Yeah. But uh, I think that's really good, Al. I like, I like it. He does it with his hair. The hair is, is totally unsinged at the end of this thing. <laughs> where he's been whipping flame around... We're going to be able to do all of this, by the way. Yeah. This is a very doable sketch. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, that is, we have five sketches now. We need to yeah. get three words from get a listener. Get three words from a listener. And I believe this one is one that we may have forgotten to do. It was like one of the lost three words that sometimes in the process of getting three words and putting them in my little document. Oh, sure. There I, are some casualties. There are some casualties that I just, I don't, Maybe the copy and paste doesn't work. This is what happens. Maybe Alistair, I forget to copy and paste. Alistair <laughs> reads them from one document, right? Deletes them from the computer and then goes to type them into another document. Yeah, based on only what I remember. Exactly. But he does this while trying to do other things as well. Absolutely. I'm a very busy person. But this one comes from our listener. $3 Patreon, maybe more. Uh, contributor, minimum $3 Patreon contributor sure. um, Leon Horseman Leon Leon Horseman Leon Horseman, you would have enjoyed that bit early on when we were talking about <laughs> riding horses Maybe Your people, no, that's but I mean, your people He might have hated that You're right, <gasps> he could horseman. be a horse man Yes, but he might not be any of it I think he might be from another country Oh, sure Because here is his three words, okay? Mirenuker. Okay. <laughs> and in brackets, he said, ants will really like this one. <laughs> Tanvlies. And Peepshwim. Are those, are those words backwards or something, or is, is it definitely another language? Have you tried reading them backwards? Okay, let me try. Raku... Rakuanermurim. Mm hmm. Silvadim. 
Net. Yes. And Mayuxpeep. Okay. What about from the middle out? Okay, wait, let me show that. <laughs> wait, am I reading two letters at the same time? That's right, that's what I'm asking you to do, Al. And It's not too, it's not too bad. Like I think so, you did quite well. But it's a uh, Miranuker, mm. Tanvlies, mm. and uh, Peepschwim. It's it's I love Peepschwim, by the way. <laughs> Peepschwim. <laughs> that's a that's a beautiful word. <laughs> we don't use enough of the schwa. Yeah, schwa. Schwim. Schwim. Um, well, so I think okay. it could be Dutch. Could be Dutch. Sure. I mean, um, Miranuka. Miranuka. Landlies, Peepschwim. Uh, Tandvlies. Peepschwim. Peepschwim, to me that sounds like people swimming. You know? Yeah, Peepschwim. Um, Tandvlies, uh, well, I, I think of sandflies, obviously. Tandvlies, yeah. yeah. I think of sort of Lees, the jeans. Mm -hmm. Lees jeans. Mm -hmm. And then they've been browned. Mm. You're tanning the Lees. Mm. Yeah? Tandvlies. But then the, what's the V? No, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. What was yours? Sandflies. Sandflies, okay. So people and then, swimming, sandflies. And Miranooka, for some reason, that makes me think of a special mirror right, yeah. that you use only for looking at your, uh, your knees. Right? So yeah. it's, it's, it's a mirror that's sort of mounted just Because you know how you go to a, a, um, a shoe shop? Mm. Sometimes they have a little mirror down there just at the ground level oh, yeah. to allow you to look at your shoes from ground level yeah. to sort of give you the impression of what it would be look like, like to be somebody that you just sort of beaten up and kicked <laughs> in the gutter, yeah. looking across at the shoes of your assailant. Yeah. And you're like, you're, man, I look good. Good kicks. Yeah. Good kicks. Yeah. It's like somebody kicked to the ground. Yeah, yeah. You've been kicking yeah. them in the street. That's right? nice. Putting the boot in. They, they uncover their head for a moment, mm. catch a glimpse of your shoes just before you start kicking them again. You want them to be impressed. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, I guess you could use the mirror. You could sort of kick at the mirror, see what it would be look like while they're getting kicked. Well, while they, yeah, right, from the point of view of the kicker. The kicky. Oh, yeah, kicky. 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 That's probably one of the words he sent us. Mm -hmm. um, uh, is, yeah, well, that, I mean, is that a sketch? Uh, I mean, wait, but those you said knees. Yeah, I know, but I'm, now I'm talking about what, a, you know, what that little mirror is there for. To give you the point of view of I mean, look, someone I think that's down a, that's on the cool ground, idea, laying on the ground, laying. Um, because on, because before that, you know, obviously you would have getting, to get a friend to come with you to the um, the shoe shop and lie down on the ground, uh, and just hope that they give you an honest opinion of what they looked like. Sure. Before they invented that, um, you know, that handy mirror. I think I like that idea. Um, mm. What it made me think of was. Why don't we to have like mirrors in the palms of our hands? Oh, so that sounds ever... like a song by um, uh, Paul Simon. Mirrors in the palm of my hands, mm. watching the clouds yeah. roll away. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Whilst looking forward, but they're behind me. <laughs> this is what I was picturing. Just, just mirrors you have in your hands so that you can hold your hand up and just see what's going on behind you. It's really good. You don't need eyes in the back of your head when you've got mirrors in the palm of your hands. 
Exactly. Right? I mean, it's a, it's a great idea. And then you, yeah, and then you can look around corners. I mean, what we're describing, Alistair, it sounds a lot like holding a mirror. <laughs> I know, but if you're holding a mirror, that looks so suspicious. It does. It looks like you're trying to look around corners. Right, sure. But, but if you just normalize everybody having a mirror in the palm of your hand, then suddenly you're not a weirdo. That's right. And so that's what it's like. You want to be accepted by the culture. You don't want to just because mm -hmm. if you if you invent a new technology, yeah, for a while you have to look like a jerk when you're the only person with the technology. Anybody who had those Google Glass when they were around, mm -hmm. yeah, what a bunch of jerks. They look like jerks, but now we all wear them. Well, now now we realize it, that that's one that was never able to. That was one that was never able to make it to the next level. Yes. Right. Because there was a dumb idea. Yes. And so the people remained jerks forever. Mm. Mm. If it had been widely distributed, say if they had used some kind of Google Glass socialism or communism where everybody got one, mm. universal basic Google Glass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. UBGG. Right, uh, then everybody would have it and suddenly these people wouldn't be jerks. Mm. But that's As why stands, I'm thinking about palm mirrors. With the benefit of hindsight, jerks. Hindsight, something very easy. With the palm with mirror. With the palm mirror. Yes. And that way you wouldn't, because you know that mirror that they have at the ATM that allows you to see behind you? Mm. You go, oh, I can see a mugger coming. Yeah. That kind of thing. We won't need that anymore. You know what Also, else you can do with your palm mirrors? Mm -hmm. You put your two hands next to each other like that, just apart, just facing each other, palms facing each other. You can trap light. Oh, yeah. Trap some light in between, bouncing between Especially the mirrors in your hands. Especially they were concave mirrors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you can concentrate it, right? And then as it bounces back and forth, I imagine it'll build an intensity somehow. If light's coming in, right, from mm. from some other source and then being redirected in between your palms here, yeah. bouncing back and forth, more light's coming in and then getting trapped in there. Hot palms. Right? Hot, bouncing, 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 and then you quickly whip one of the hands out of the way. You could take down an assailant. Exactly. <laughs> You shoot a beam of like this super powered light. Yeah. You got to move your hand out of the way pretty quick, of so that the light doesn't like destroy your hand. Yeah, yeah, burn your around hand. the mirror. I guess you could cover your whole hand in mirror, but like just the palm is concave, so that way you. This you, is good. But that way it protects your hand from. Sure, but now we've got this super mirrored hand surface where the light is going to bounce off in any direction, could hit you in the face, but. <laughs> Okay. Your okay. face is also mirrored. Yeah. <laughs> just okay. Just your face and eyes are mirrored. Now, what would it look like? And what like? about your neck? And maybe your neck. What would it look like, Alistair? Yeah. If your face was all mirrored, right? And then you looked into a mirror, what would you see? <laughs> Nothing. You'd be invisible. You think? I think so. You'd be like the Invisible Man. I think you might be right. Yeah. I think that's what invisibility is, really. You just got to cover yourself cover in a yourself mirror. Cover yourself in mirrors, because you know you look at a, a disco ball, you can't. Can't see it. Well, you know why? <laughs> the only reason why you you can't you, know, you can see it is because of those gaps. You're right. They, they the, the you got to admit that disco ball was hugely flawed in that you could tell they were just little squares of mirror all stuck to a spherical surface. Right. So, but you go to something like that big shiny reflective ball in the Adelaide. Mole. Yeah, you can't see you it. You can't see that. Yeah. Well, you can. All you can see is its environment. You're right. You're absolutely right, Alistair. You yeah. can't see the thing. You can only see the things it's reflecting. That's right. But then maybe that's true of everything. So maybe we're all mirrors. Well, in so a way, we are because we. But but only reflecting certain wavelengths of light. 
Right. So do you think that if are we a mirror and we're actually outside of ourselves? Yes. And then but reflecting but then so but we're seeing the light that's outside of us. I'm not really seeing you. No, you're just seeing you're not seeing me. You're seeing the light that's reflected. Oh fuck, man. Back onto me. Yeah. <laughs> from me. The real you exists in the shadow behind the light. Yeah, or slightly in front of it. But oh. it's invisible to you because okay. that, that bit doesn't reflect. <laughs> You're only looking Could at the be. mirror. Maybe it does. I don't know. Um, was there anything? Was there a sketch in any of this? Well, the the palm the palm mirrors. Do you think that's <laughs> the a palm sketch? Mirrors? I mean, could you just have light shooting out of your eyes? Because that how you could get, get, the, get you know fill your palms with hot light. Well, can't you just get some light from the sun? Why do you have to shoot light out of your eyes? Hey? I was there. Well, just. So that what if you're what if it's it's an assailant at night time? Well, then you're in trouble, right? But, w- yeah. but why why are we suddenly shooting light out of your eyes? This is a whole new paradigm. Well, because because before it was just you're just using the power of well, hand you, mirrors. You absolutely can do that, but I'm just saying, or you, like a light in your mouth or something like that. I'm just <laughs> saying because you're you're making your hands and mirrors like a light capacitor. Yeah. Right. And so you're just shooting a light in there, filling up. Sh- but if you have the ability to shoot light yeah. out of your eyes or your mouth, right? Yeah. If we're in a hypothetical scenario where yeah. you could shoot light out of your hands, yeah. out of your eyes or your mouth, why do we need this hand light amplification well, thing? Why can't we just say that, oh, well, you can shoot more light out of your mouth or your eyes so I just you don't, don't need it? it. Like I just a, don't think you just shoot a out beam. Of, out of a, you know, the battery capacity that we can carry in on the ourselves. Human body. That can, the human body can carry. That you could create enough light in one go in one go. In like, you know, like, in just one, like, flash, like that. I can believe you can make no. light. And I believe that you can make enough light. I just don't believe that you can make it all in one go. No, but, as in, like, you don't want it to be instantaneous, because what if you open your mouth with your light on accidentally? You're right. Or, or not even with your mouth mouth open, your mouth closed, and you, you burn, can turn you it burn the inside on. of your light. Yeah, yeah. Inside or of your mouth. Or you're, you're talking to somebody, and you burn their face. You burn their face, exactly. So you want it to be a very deliberate act of, you've got to fill up the mirrors with light. Right. Makes that sound. Well, it, it would if you could hear it. Yeah, if you could hear it. And then, boom. Yeah, like that. And maybe you could also fill it up with sound waves. You just scream into your hand. And then you got like a sound mirror. Yeah, sound mirror. And you could you could get a like a mirror that does both. Probably. People around probably wouldn't hear it because most of the sound is going into your hands and bouncing mm. in between. You probably just hear this like that, and you're actually filling it up, and until eventually you go, all this, you got all this light and sound, and you shoot it out of the palm of your hand. Yeah, and yeah. then you take down an assailant. I wonder, I wonder, because it's going to be bouncing back and forth. It'll probably be going in both directions. Mm-hmm. Are you moving that one? Yeah, no, I think that works. Yeah, yeah we, we, we can definitely make this work. Yeah, I mean, you think that if it's enough to take out a person, I don't know, sorry, it'll just be heat and impact and stuff like that, but you think you'd feel the force of this thing moving, but I guess it's not a physical thing. You it's won't like feel heat. any force because light doesn't have any mass. Yeah, what about sound? Though? That's a... Sound doesn't have mass either. No, but, but the atoms moving and things like that. Yeah, sure, the it's atoms pressure. moving, but like you don't feel... It's pressure oh, I guess you do feel vibrations. Yeah. Yeah, right, I mean, but... but... You could stop their heart. Just a like just a knock to the heart. Yeah, that's what it can do. Knock to the heart. Mm. All right. And you are dead. I hit you with my palm light sound. 
Um, gosh, I hope that's what you're expecting. And ants, you're right, ants would love that. Yeah. Because uh, uh, all of that, they'd love all of that. Well, no, I think it's just the first word that they like. Oh, really? Yeah. The... Maybe it means honey. Do you think it means honey? Uh, let's see. Mirenuker. Mirenuker. Sounds like honey. Yeah? Yeah, I reckon that's a foreign word for... Well, I mean, miel, miel, which is honey. Mm. In French, it's M-I-E-L. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is M-I-R, E-N-N-E-U-K-E-R. I think it's honey. Yeah? Yep. Cool. Yep. Um, all right, well, I guess I better take us through... Oh, thank you very much, Leon Horsman. Thank you, Leon. Um, I hope that was everything you dreamed. So first sketch is bro spittle. I think that's a really good sketch. Yeah, that's a good I think sketch. we started real strong. Yeah, and then um, and then it's also you know we encounter this uh, the first woman who's going to try and get treatment. There he goes. I mm -hmm. think it's enough. Uh, enough is enough. I want to get this this treatment. Mm. Um, then we got evolutionary advantage of being a perv. Mm, yeah, I mean that's really worrying. I, I might actually use this to um, a stand up maybe. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Pre-wheel invention of the... It's the highest compliment that a sketch can get on this podcast, yeah? by the way. You think so? Yeah. You think it's... Because, as we all know, sketch is just the larval form of a stand possible stand-up bit. Sure. I mean, I guess why act out a sketch when you can just talk it? Exactly. You think of all the great sketches, you know? Cheese shop. Cheese shop. How great would that have been as a stand-up bit? As a bit of stand-up. I went to a cheese shop the other day. Yeah. And they didn't have any cheese. Yeah. You see? And I said, oh, do you have any, uh, do you have any of that cheddar? And they didn't have any and of that. And the guy says, no. And I go, well, okay. Um, and there was a bazooki playing in the background. Was a bazooki? Yeah. Were we in Greece? Um, was it in Greece? So. There was just a bazooki there. Okay. Is a bazooki a Greek instrument? Yeah. Yeah, there are two guys doing um, Zorba's dance in the background. Seems a little bit absurd. A little, little surreal. All right, in the second. What were those Monty Python guys? What were they smoking? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Maybe something to concentrate, like a cigarette. Mm. I think the nicotine Probably. can focus your mind. Really? Oh, that's something to look forward to. To look forward to? Are you planning on smoking in the future? I think as well now. Now that but I you know. You don't have to smoke though. You can just get like a nicotine gum or something. Hmm. And then we've got pre-wheel invention of the maglev. Yeah. This is an alternate universe where instead of the wheel, ancient people invented maglev. Yep. Thog comes out of the cave mm. and Thog's invented... Thrut and Thog. Yeah. Uh, they, and they've invented, they've invented maglev. And they show the other tribes people and they're obviously impressed. Yeah. And then they go ahead and use it to make, I don't know, like a... Thing to to drag a, a woolly mammoth carcass. They even make little toys. Maybe they start, you know, mm. in uh, in South America they had the wheel, but they didn't use it for transport. They, they they found examples of like little toys for kids that used wheels, like a little llama and stuff. Wow. A little toy llama with wheels. Wow. But they never were like, oh, well, let's use this to make a. Maybe they just thought it was too big, too hard. Probably. There's a lot a whole lot of trouble you don't need. Anyway, exactly. It's hard enough making this little one. Just think about how, what a pain in the ass carpentry would have been back in those days. A real pain in the ass. I, I think about stone masonry. What a nightmare. What have mm. you got that's harder than stone? What are you using to cut this stone? They're making these amazing, intricate, interlocking stone 
you know, buildings, the things that all match up perfectly, they're making straight lines and stuff. What are you making that with? Doesn't seem worth it, does it? Doesn't seem worth it. Is it, you just get a big hard bit of stone? Maybe you smash it with another stone to a certain yeah. extent. I think that's gotta be it, right? But, so you're doing it God, with wood. I mean, that's taking ages. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It depends on how, you know, it's like one day you find a good stick and you're like, oh, this is a great stick. Yeah. And then if it's a good, if it really is a good stick, you never need to find another stick. Because you can hit it up against other sticks and you always win in the breaking the other person's stick. No, but stick I think trick. eventually your stick will start to show stresses well, from its repeated Yeah, if it's use. not a good stick. I think you're talking about a pretty good stick. Yeah, that's stick. what I'm talking about, a pretty good stick. I think what it was, was that they had a totally different conception of the value of human life. And they were probably thinking, like, you, we, we look at the end product of their civilizations and these things that they built, mm. but f the reality of, like, you know, somebody having to spend their entire life just carving two blocks of stone or something yeah. was 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 not a big deal to almost anybody. Maybe not even the person doing the, the carving because there yeah. wouldn't have been any... Like, I wonder if there was any concept of leisure, you know? There must uh, have been because they had little toy llamas with wheels. Was it the same That's people? leisure time. That's what I'm imagining, yeah. Wow. God, I went, I went nowhere with that. Oh, that was good. We got falling cake. Yes. This is falling cake. This is yes. obviously in a universe where they invented the falling cake. Safety before cake. They invented the safety cake before they invented the um, parachute. I wonder if that's what Black Forest cake is, because isn't the Black Forest is in Germany? Mm. Yeah, so maybe that's what there was the cake they made to fall. And it's got a lot of accoutrements and stuff on the top, mm. and big glacé cherries. Cherries, those would be good for um, sort of food, uh, you know, your, your, your sustenance, your energy boost Absolutely. when you land. The idea that maybe these people um, used it to also lure animals and train them so that mm. you could get them on your side and get a bit another advantage over the enemy. Then we got the fire-breathing van is a guy who, as a teenager, got injured in a fire-breathing mm. accident, got a little burn on his cheek, and um, goes to schools goes and to teaches them. School teaches them about that, and at first it's very serious, and he's talking about how you should never do it, and then he starts basically doing a demonstration of exactly all the things you shouldn't do, yeah. and it, which also goes into like very intricate tricks. Mm. I'm imagining like he squirts like little bits out of the corners of his oh, mouth. Oh, that'd be cool. Looks like he's got whiskers, fire whiskers. Yeah, fire whiskers, like a dragon beard or something. Yeah, yeah. dragon beard. Who wouldn't want that? It'd be so good if you had, if you could get floating fire over your face. It'll just look like you mm. had a, like a, a fire goatee, mm. not touching your face, but following you around, always in front of it, like a like a Snapchat filter. I think uh, Harry's could get onto this. They could get that that foaming um, face gel. Yeah. Make oh. it somehow so that it's like flammable. Yeah. On the outside, but then insulating because it's a foam, it'll insulate you. That's right. Well, we don't know that it isn't. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's only one way to find out. I think so. Put it on your face. That uh, actually, look, that actually might work, Alistair, because you think about it, you've got those little spray cans for um, aerosols, they've got hydrocarbons in them. Yeah. Right? So the gas in there is flammable. But mm. then the foam itself, that's got... And it's moisturising. It's basically a firefighter. That's going to protect you. So I think, I think next time you're shaving, before you actually do the shave, squirt this stuff on, spread it around your face, then just try and light it mm -hmm. and see what happens. Do you think about that? Firefighters are moisturisers? Oh, yeah. Oh, but in the moisture truck. They, they just moisture buildings. Moisturise buildings. The moisture boys. The moisture boys. Um, laying ground... Uh, wait, laying on ground, getting kicked mirror. Mm. Let's see the next sketch. And At then the shoe we, shop. 
And then we got the hand mirror so that you get sort of the ability to shoot lighter sound to take down assailants. I'm picturing this quite a lot like the, uh, you ever watch that show Spellbinders? It's no. on the ABC. It's no. like a kid's teen yeah. thing about parallel dimensions and stuff. And I think there was a woman who could shoot these little energy balls out of her hands. Anyway, it'll be a lot like that. Yeah. But more realistic because we've explained how it's possible. Yeah, the light was, comes out of your mouth yeah. and then is amplified. Yeah, you could either get it come out of your mouth. I guess you could have like a sort of torch up your sleeve or something torch like that. Up, but, yeah, probably have a torch up your sleeve. Or you could have a dragon beard. You could probably do it with your dragon beard. <laughs> <laughs> Just the light from a single candle. Um, yeah. I thought you just light a single candle and put your hands either side of it while mm. it just, it slowly charges up. Man, you, and you've been there for like a week. Yeah. You know? And then you can destroy whole cities. <laughs> guy just camping out outside of a town. Yeah. You know, like the, the, I'm worried about that guy. He's been there for four days. The He's planning something. The queen's son has been, you know, had, had shown you disrespect in the market mm. you know, while he was doing a tour. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen's son is doing a tour of the market. Well, you know, he goes around and sees what the what the peasants are doing. Oh, he's not giving the tour. He's he's taking it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. He's taking a tour. He goes around. He picks up things off the table. He doesn't have to pay for it or whatever yeah. like that. He might he might show disrespect to you or your family or something like mm-hmm. that. And so then you get a candle in your mirror hands. <laughs> and you go outside. Just stand outside the town. And you stand near near the castle within sight. And yeah. You go, and you lift it up and then you burn down the castle. You burn the stone. Wow, it melts. <laughs> melts the stone. This is this is all very intriguing. <laughs> Thank you very much for everything you've done in listening to this episode of the podcast. I feel like I was... Um, not really on my A game, but then I feel like the ideas that we came up with were good, Alistair. I'm, I'm happy with the whole thing. I'm happy with the whole thing. Let's and if you can it. forgive the failures, then focus on the successes. We'll all have a good time. I apologize we'll if, my, if my sound got weird during it. I realized maybe two thirds of the way in that my mic was pointing down because we're using the lapels because we're not in the regular room. Anyway, God, I can, hope this is all okay. You can follow us on Twitter at Two in Tank. I'm, I'm at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Alistair Tremblay Birch. No, A Tremblay Birchall, I think is my. Sounds name. about right. Yeah. Um, uh, you could you could um, support us on Patreon. Yeah, you can review the, the the show. That makes us feel great all the time. All the relevant links are down there. Um, Been a couple of really nice reviews recently, and I love it. Thank you so much, everybody. You guys are the greatest. Uh, and uh, we don't have any projects right now. I mean, except for, well, we're doing Sci-Fi Try Guys. Sci-Fi Try Guys coming out next week. There'll be two new science fiction podcasts. This is the Patreon stories episodes. On the Patreon, if you're an Overflow Tank supporter, you're going to get those. Yeah. And I've been posted up the text as well, if you want to read them for some reason. They'll be all up like there. Audio books. Yeah. Who listen to this podcast but wish that they didn't have to. Exactly. You'll be able to read it. If they now. could just read the podcast. We should just release the podcast as a book every, every That's month. That's right. Sell it on Amazon for ninety nine cents. If that feels like it would be worth it. I don't know what is it. I don't know what it costs to transcribe things these days. Anyway, you make that money with from the huge volume of sales. Exactly. You yeah. You know, you got to spend money to make money, and we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
I mean, if you want, it's, it's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.